Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical. Medical plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, and a very warm welcome back to Wellness with Liz Earle. And today, I am delighted to be talking to Nikki Clinch, a transformational life coach, macrobiotic chef, and counsellor, who's going to be sharing her own journey from battling eating disorders and drug addiction to finding health and wellness through the three pillars of food, body, and yourself. Welcome, Nikki. Hi. This is an extraordinary journey. And I think if we go back to the beginning, just to put this into perspective, you were born in Hong Kong. Is yes, that right? I was, yes. Raised by Buddhist grandparents. I, I wasn't raised by my grandparents, but my yeah. grandparents were Buddhist. Yes. Right. And they had an impact on me very much so. And I read that you were an active addict by the age of 10. I, I began by the uh, 10 to 11 was when I first began. And by Gosh. the time I was 20, when I got clean, I had been in addiction for a decade. So, yeah. Good heavens. Was, so and, how did it go uh, so wrong so early? Well, I mean, I had a pretty difficult upbringing. Mm. Um, and I think for me, now I have hindsight. I can look back. I can see that I always really struggled with being comfortable with myself, uh, feeling the emotions that were going on for me mm. and I was just searching for an escape an escape right. route yeah and I, I'll never forget the, the day the first day that I picked up some wine and I remember drinking it and it was this instant solution I just felt confident and 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 like I was good enough and suddenly I thought gosh this this feels good and I want more of it right so that was the beginning and I was only I was just before I was turning 11 then I was on holiday with my family and I just remember that so well and for me it was like the escape yeah 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 because you kind of lose your inhibitions don't you and just it just all can crumble very quickly and then you had an issue with food is that right were you bulimic yes so it started off with alcohol and then although even then, I was very, very concerned about how I looked. Mm. I remember on a Christmas day not going downstairs because I felt too fat and I was only nine. Um, and being very, very self-conscious about just not being good enough and, and sort of filled with this self-hatred. And how, how old are you now? I'm 39. Oh, gosh, you're very young-looking, 39. Oh. But, but the reason I ask that in particular is this was before the age of social media, when yes. in, in oh. children now are, are getting put under the spotlight so Way much. Way before, yes. They're becoming really hypercritical. So you were experiencing that even without that as a backdrop. Yes. I mean, I, I, I honestly don't remember a time feeling comfortable with myself. Mm. So, you know, it all, it all just started accumulating with this anxiousness and fear and doubt. And then, of course, I started discovering all these different ways that I could control how I felt and escape how I felt. 
not consciously knowing that's what I was doing, mm. but just trying to, you know, scrabble around trying to find these these different routes. And so, you know, it started with alcohol and then and then I was dieting. Then I began dieting. I went to a boarding school, an all-girls boarding school, and there was a lot of talk about about boys and our bodies and, and sure. being skinny. And I remember starting to restrict my food and being about 12 and realizing that it gave me a real sense of control mm. um and oh you know I can feel prettier and maybe I can be prettier and then it then for me I, I always loved food too much that I could never go very long without it so then I would then I would eat and that's when the bulimia would begin right and it just accumulated you know then then it turned into also adding drugs to that and I mean really the story only just gets worse so and how how low did you go I, I was pretty low so by the time I was 20 mm. and just before I I hit my rock bottom or when yeah. I hit my rock my rock bottom I was living in a flat in Gloucester Road I was trying to start a career as an actress but I, I literally couldn't go a day without getting high um, on all sorts of Class A drugs. I was with my head down the toilet 12 times a day. Oh, my goodness. Um, I was extremely undernourished, underweight. All the blood vessels in my face had popped. Because... It's so hard to listen to that and to, to see you sitting here looking. I mean, you're blooming because you're, what, six months pregnant? I am, yes. And you just <laughs> look amazing. You are the real picture of health. You have glossy you. hair and gleaming skin and... So there is obviously a very happy upside to this incredibly tragic Yes, I mean, there start. is now. And I think that's why I tell my story, because mm. it is that dramatic. So how, how did you get out of that so pit of despair? I hit that day, that last day. I remember waking up in the morning and I was, I was in this terrible state. And I, you know that moment when you open your eyes in the morning and you, and you just, I, I just forgot everything about what was really happening mm. and then it all dawned on me the reality of my life and I just broke down and I couldn't stop crying and I just hit this rock bottom and I just I just thought I can't go on like this I certainly can't live another 40 50 60 years like yeah. this so I found myself in a doctor's office a GP's office that afternoon and I just cried and cried and cried and told her everything Mm. and from that moment onwards she suggested some recovery plans and I had I remember calling my mother was she back in the far east she still? was yeah. I remember calling her and saying this is what's happening and was it a big shock for them for your family to share that did they know I what think was the happening? severity of it was a big shock mm. um I'd never really told I'd hidden the thing with addiction is you hide everything yeah I've heard that and you're just living a big lie and a secret. Mm. So mm. on the surface, everyone thought I was really confident. I was going to be an actress. I had it all together. But of course, behind closed doors, it was just a very different case. Yeah. Um, and I remember calling my mum saying, the doctor has said that I can either go private and I can start recovery immediately, or I have to go on NHS and wait six weeks. And, and she said, could you wait? And I remember saying, I don't think I'll be alive in six weeks. <gasps> and she said, That's... okay no problem what a go thing for a mother to hear That's, whatever way yeah. you need to go and so I started treatment um therapy recovery groups I remember even sitting in those first sessions going oh no no I don't have a problem I, I don't have an eating disorder I just um 
I just have some emotional problems. Like I was in so much denial. Um, and that's really when it began for me. It was, it was at the beginning, literally just step by step, mm. learning how to live my life without using these very destructive behaviors. And how long does it take to actually wean yourself physically off these highly addictive substances? Well, first I, I was, first I focused on my bulimia right. and coming off the bulimia was not so hard. The binging and the dieting took a lot, lot longer. I think I carried on binging for a good four or five years. Every time life got difficult, every time I felt anxious, if I broke up with a boyfriend, I would always go back to it. It was kind of like my comfort zone. Mm. The drugs and alcohol, um, four months later, after first coming in, I got clean. And I'm very, very lucky that I, I never relapsed after that. Um, as time went on, it was less about the substances. And it around four years in, it became very, very clear that, that the real problem was me. Like I, I had, the work was me. Mm. That there was enormous work to be done about self-worth, self-esteem, learning to function in a way that could build confidence without running away, learning mm. how to feel feelings. Um, just really simple basic life tools trying to mm. sort of learn how to do life and you talk about these three pillars food body and yourself mm. on the food side obviously you mentioned being bulimic for you know four or five years mm. after that where did your love for macrobiotics we know you from the magazine from having yes. featured your lovely macrobiotic book where did that come in were you always brought up that way because of your background oh, god no no was it completely new <laughs> completely how did you discover it so after about four years in recovery um you know, to get clean, you kind of have to start believing in something bigger. Like, so it was, it's a spiritual program. Um, and so around four years in, I was meditating and Is that I was, back to your Buddhist roots with your grandparents, um, do you think? No, not well. I think now I look back on it, I mm. realize I was actually just being drawn back to where I had come from. Um, I wasn't consci conscious of it at the time, but I was starting to meditate. I was starting to, I was obviously doing a lot of emotional work on myself. So getting a lot more self-aware and I was starting to practice yoga. And around that time, I remember feeling a very strong calling to start going plant-based. And it wasn't a diet. It was literally just, I, it just felt natural for me to, I started noticing that eating a lot of refined sugar made me very, very emotional and depressed. Well, they do say interesting with, with addiction that sugar is an addictive substance. Yes. And so I mean, how, how does that work in the whole kind of addict's repertoire? Well, quite commonly, a lot of particularly drug and alcohol addicts, when they get clean, they'll transfer the addiction onto sugar. So, you know, sugar is almost the harder one to come off because it, it is really everywhere and it's it's Isn't even it? more acceptable. Mm. So for me, it was always where I would where I would go to. And I just started realizing that it, it dramatically affected my mood. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And my behavior as well. I would always I would get very ratty and emotional and, and just felt much more out of control. So that was really when I started getting more conscious about how food affected not just it's not just it wasn't just about health it actually affected mm. my emotional well-being and my mental well-being 
it's amazing how you get these sugar highs and I see it with my own children mm. and it, you know, they go completely crazy yes. and, and out of control yes. and my, my middle son I won't name him but he I'm sure has a real sugar addiction he mm. went to a school where unfortunately they were allowed to eat a lot of sugar in, in the early days and he has that as a, as a legacy as a teenager and it's really hard and it's yes. really hard as a parent to try and intervene and as you say it's culturally the norm just to eat you know chocolate bars and snacks and high sugar foods and the food industry doesn't help with refined cereals for breakfast and juices that are full of sugar you think they're healthy but if you look at the amount of sugar grams in juices and smoothies even it's enormously high you need to be really careful i mean i brought up my daughter taya um she's four and a half nearly five now and i brought her up macrobiotic not in a rigid or strict way Mm. but you know I've she's been very conscious at home I've she's very used to a lot of vegetables and and sugar-free desserts and so when she started going to school and they served desserts every day in the school lunches she was starting to have more refined sugar in on a daily basis and what's really amazing is that she's never been a tantrumy child except when she's gone to a birthday party and yeah. she'll have a whole load oh my goodness, of sugar. And, and parties. <laughs> watching the emotional meltdown happen yeah. about an hour after we get home, I mean, like a full meltdown. It's like, wow, I can actually see it like rushing through her body, all yes. that sugar and, yeah. and just her trying to get through it. Yeah. So it has a really, really dramatic effect on us. So we should probably just talk about the principles of macrobiotics for those of you who are thinking, what on earth is what this? What is it? Yes. Because I remember, I mean, 35 years ago, um, when I first started writing about food and well-being, I used to hang out at the East West Centre. Oh, yes. And that was sort of the, the beginnings in the UK yes. of Michio Kushi bringing macrobiotics yes. to the UK and learning all about and yin and yang. And exactly. Brown and John Sandifer, was it? And yes. The, yeah, I mean, amazing. Yes. And there was an actor, actually, a British actor called Keith Michel, who mm. I think he died fairly recently, aged 89, so he was obviously very long-lived, and he wrote a book called Practically Macrobiotic, mm-hmm which was sort of almost. So talk us through the principles, because one of the key things is no refined sugar. Yes, I mean, I I, I would say that there was there is the macrobiotics of then, and then now it's evolving. Mm, so there's kind of a younger generation of macrobiotic teachers and counsellors that have come out of training and, and really seeing how it, it, it can evolve to become more of an, uh, an, an accessible thing in everyday life. So the principles of macrobiotics, it, it derives from oriental medicine. So um, really with this understanding that it's not just about dealing or curing the symptom, but actually looking at the root cause of what's causing imbalance. And any kind of health issue, disease as in dis-ease, can be a sign of imbalance, not just in our body, but in our whole being, in, in ourselves. So with using the principles of Chinese medicine and macrobiotics, we have this wonderful understanding of using yin and yang these two polarizing energies to restore balance to our body to our mind and to our emotions using food lifestyle changes and Mm -hmm. and moving our body so how do you know if a food is yin or a food is yang so it's kind of really interesting because most of the time when i teach it to my students 
they're doing it anyway without knowing <laughs> so the, the 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 logical understanding of it is is that yin is more expansive so it's more opening lighter um i suppose softer energy and then yang is more contracting and and stronger and um more grounding but if you feel it rather than think it like a green apple or a green juice feels very different doesn't it to maybe a steak or um, some brown rice you can almost feel it in your body how how much more grounding um, there's more of an intense energy to a steak mm -hmm. uh, or brown rice and if you drink a green juice we feel quite uplifted we feel quite sort of alive and refreshed now those are the differences between yin and yang so a green juice or a green apple has got a lot of very yin opening expansive energy and brown rice is more grounding more rooting i remember eating a lot of brown yes. rice when i was microbiotic <laughs> that was in but, very but much I, the 70s yeah and i love it actually i still <laughs> yeah. have a real passion for short grain brown rice people you know in the magazine you'll often see recipes featuring that because i i, I, I do love it and it yes. is a real staple and a lot of seaweeds i got to understand mm. how to eat sea vegetables and seaweeds which are full of iodine so very good for your metabolism yes i mean they're actually incredibly high in minerals i mean mm. more i mean more amounts of calcium and iron in them than i mean one type of seaweed hajiki has 10 times more iron in it than a steak yeah. just a tiny little although bit. that's gram for gram yes so we, 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 but you we only need a very very small amount yeah. of it um so you know we use the principles of of, of balance, of restoring balance, rather than just curing the symptom. Mm -hmm. So I, I suppose it's eating in a way that um, aligns with nature. So yeah. eating within the seasons. We're all for seasonal eating, very Beautiful. important. Beautiful, like there's a reason why nature <laughs> yeah. grows certain things at certain times. Yeah. You know, during the winter, we the vegetables that grow out of the ground are much more fibrous. They have more energy in them. They're more slow releasing in the body. When we go into the summer, everything's much more water enriched. It's mm, lighter. It's salads and so your salady things would be yin, perhaps. And yes, your so root vegetables would be yang. More yang, I would mm. say. But vegetables on a whole have are all very are more on the yin side. Mm, interesting. Um, using whole grains um, rather than lots of sort of refined carbohydrates yeah. um and using more plant-based proteins some good quality fish but i think even you know some what i love about microbiotics is there's no one diet as in it really depends on who it is that 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 we're talking about and what that particular person needs to be in balance. Mm -hmm. So some people may need some meat, some really, really good quality meat mm, if they sort of are grass -fed more... grass-fed beef or something Exactly, like that. or some mm. really good quality chicken if they're, mm. if they're quite depleted and they're very low in energy. And then there are other people who, who really, really can thrive on more plant-based. So mm. it's not about just one rigid way. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. So when you teach, because you have these amazing programs, which yes. are you know really quite transformational. Mm. So are you teaching food and cooking skills alongside body and mind? Yes. So um, I I always teach all three, and mm-hmm. the reason being is that I don't believe that a diet can change everything. I I know that personally because I tried. It doesn't work. (laughs) So after one pillar, isn't it? Yes. After I got clean, I got and I turned plant based. I went to the other extreme. So I then was running around everywhere with my Tupperware, and I wanted to be perfectly pure and drinking all my (laughs) green juice. And actually, I realised a few years into that that I was probably no healthier in my mind um, than I was when I was taking drugs. (laughs) It just looked more acceptable. (laughs) You've got to clean your head as well. Exactly. Mm. So So how did you do that? How did you set about sorting out your head? Well, um, my head and my emotions, I've always been in, not always, I mean not now, but uh, I was in some form of therapy. I would do a lot of amazing transformational programs. Just really understanding really simple things first is learning the benefits of actually allowing myself to feel emotion um, rather than pushing it away, which was my natural habit um, or instinct. We're not very good with emotion, are we, especially in this country? I think particularly in this country as well. um, You know, we're sort of taught to get on with it, stiff upper lip, you know, don't show too much. But actually, you know, everybody gets emotions. I mean, they're actually, they, they usually have some kind of useful benefit to them um i think we have we get taught that happiness is the only emotion that is acceptable but actually Mm. if anyone's seen the cartoon inside out we all know that you feel your sadness and it allows you to feel your heart more um and anger is a very useful emotion because it teaches you how to say no when things are not acceptable Mm. um and so you know there are all the different spectrums of emotions and when we are when we give ourselves permission to feel them when they come then they don't get then they don't get stuck and mm. and and fester so what practical things will you teach your students so i think on an emotional side i would say journaling is one of the most fundamental tools that i've ever used um and i pass on um i was always taught and it's such a lovely um thought that the ink is an extension of our our heart and our truth onto the page so when you put pen to paper 
and you start writing, very commonly, whether you want it or not, the truth will start coming out. And that's physical pen and paper. You, you can't sit at a paper. screen and tap away. It's quite <laughs> different when you type in yeah. a computer. Yeah. Like, it almost all comes from your mind. Yes. But when you put pen to paper, it, it almost comes automatically comes from the heart, which is usually where we will inst we'll, we'll try to avoid being because mm. it may be difficult to be there. So journaling, I think, is a really useful tool. Just is that to, writing a daily journal? I would say, yeah. So, you know, maybe getting into a habit of five to ten minutes every day, just sitting down if you're on the tube, just uh, literally ask yourself the question, how am I today? And then just see what starts coming. It really starts to build this um, self-awareness. The more self-aware we are, the more we have the ability to make choices that are loving and conscious for ourselves. Um I would say movement and body work are fundamental to not just our physical well-being, but also our mental and emotional well-being. So we're talking exercise? Is yeah, I would say exercise. Um, uh, one thing that I've learned is that there's, there is a, sometimes we can use exercise to disengage with how we are. So yes. there were many, many times when I was on a treadmill and I'd be running for two, three hours or however long. Mm -hmm. Um, just so I didn't have to feel or deal with anything. And I, can, I see that a lot nowadays. And of course um, there's exercise addiction, isn't there? You get the endorphin highs exactly. through intense exercise. For me, when I, the reason why I use the word body work instead of exercise is that whatever it is, whatever kind of movement we can bring into our daily life, that's actually going to allow us to be more present in our body rather than using it to escape. Um, so that can still be running, um, but it's, it's why we're doing it. I used to run seven, eight miles every day, but I never really felt anything. I would just push myself and push myself. Now I like to go for a run. I tend to try and do it without any music and I just, it actually feels a bit like a meditation. It feels mm. really lovely to be present and available and, and just to tune into my, myself and my body. I love yoga. Walking is beautiful. Even um, just walking, you know, studies that you know them at Stanford University showing that 20 minutes of walking outdoors yes. is hugely boosting creativity yes. and mental health. Yes. Makes I, I you work going faster to, and harder to, and better. I remember going to see the Darwin exhibition and it was so fascinating because um, it uh, it said that every single day the 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 one thing that he never ever ever let go of is he would go for a 40 minute walk every single mm. day and that's where his most powerful ideas would come and I, I, it's something that I'd like to do as well like if I'm if I'm putting together a new program or an event or trying to come up with some creative ideas if I get stuck I'll stop and I'll go for a walk yes. and and it just clears everything it really does clear yeah um I think running is really wonderful as well for creating real positive endorphins and, and a really good feeling and just also breaking out of any kind of negativity or depression as well. It can be very powerful for that. Mm. And then, of course, cooking. I mean, I just think I just think cooking food from scratch is is just one of the most wonderful tools and skills that I hope we never lose you know I, I i see nowadays particularly in the health and wellness industry it's almost like everything's happening faster it's like th throw it all in the blender yes <laughs> get it done in two seconds yeah 
I, I think there's nothing more wonderful than cutting veg, making stock, you know, creating something from scratch. It doesn't have to be gourmet, but even just if I get home and I'm in a really exhausted mood, uh, exhausted place, mm. and I'm, I've got my daughter and I've picked her up from school and I'm just so tired and all I want to do is sit on the sofa and eat tortilla chips. <laughs> we know <laughs> we've, that all, one. we've all been there. <laughs> um, I'll actually get into the kitchen and I'll make... A really simple soup mm. and it just takes 20 minutes and in the time that I've stood at the chopping board and I've peeled the carrots and I've chopped the onions and I've got it all in the pot and then I and the soup is simmering and by the time I sit down to eat it with my daughter and my husband by that time I my mood has changed yeah. and I feel more grounded I feel more present and 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 now I have something nourishing to mm. feed myself and I think home cooking is is such a beautiful tool to bring it's to It's amazing in every way, isn't it? And I remember when I was doing macrobiotic cooking classes um, back in the early 80s, we were taught to sort of chop in silence yes. and very beautiful little chopped pieces. And it was almost this sort of mindfulness, although this wasn't a word that was used back then, was brought into it. And it was all about having the intention of yes. creating something really wonderful and, and transferring that intention to the food to almost make it taste better and yes. to be more nurturing, which was a whole kind of another level of awareness that I'd never come across before. But actually the food was mighty good, I have yes. to say. I mean, it's something that I teach my, my clients and students is that there's an extra ingredient when it comes to cooking and, and that is the energy and the love that you put into it. And I, and I swear to you, you can taste it mm. you can feel How it lovely. um and you know there's a difference between chopping veg you know just to get on with it or actually like being really present and slowing down mm. and you know i it's something that i find almost like meditation for mm. me um you know I, my teacher would always say to me you know if you really want to know what's in your food go and meet the chef and <laughs> I, I really think that's true. Like, what, literally go and talk to them and, and, like, and see who, like, who, see, who like, has made your food. Is what, there a chef? They put in, into is it? there a chef in the back, like who's yeah. really angry and grumpy, and like that's all going oh, in your gosh. food? <laughs> Maybe we don't want to go and look. Um, you know, and I just it, it it sounds a bit far out, but it's actually really just simple, loving, nourishing tools and and being present with with ourselves mm. when we're well, there's cooking. a lot of philosophies actually that do talk about intention mm. and the power of intention mm. as well, and a lot of therapies will will talk about that as well. Well, one of the t I mean, when I started, I got my daughter in the kitchen with me very young, and um, you know, when she was a toddler, I'd literally just put her on the floor with a bowl and some flour and just and a and a wooden spoon and just let her make a mess and now you know she has her own knife and she'll sit opposite me with with the chopping board and it's really interesting watch and I'll give her some broccoli or something to cut and she gets she gets much quieter mm. like she'll, age what she's four and a half really so she'll just start cutting and it's it it's almost like a Montessori tool when she'll just get mm. really focused and grounded and everything just calms down yeah. um, or giving her it's a very sensory thing as well, like when we're making cakes and she'll get her hands in the bowl and or start mixing things. And it can, it, I can see that not only is, does she find it really creative and nourishing, but she's actually developed a very good 
well, she's just a very good eater. She really, mm, in, I love that. She really enjoys. Do you find that she food. eats more because she's been part of the process of making it? Absolutely. You can give her anything, and she will eat it. We have a rule in our house that if we don't say no to anything until we've tried it. No, no. I have exactly the same. Yes. I actually have the have the no thank you rule. Yes. Which is if you don't want something, you have to have one piece, and that's your no thank you piece. Exactly. And it's, it's amazing like... how many times the children say, "Actually, do you know what? I think I'm going to have a bit more." Exactly. Of that. Like I, that's what I say to Taya. You you have every right to say no you don't like it but try it first yeah. and then decide yeah and that's such an amazing thing watching her you know she really will try anything mm. how do you make sweet treats so what, what, what do you use instead of refined sugar so I use something called brown rice syrup which is made from brown rice it's it tastes almost like toffee or caramel um, but it's actually quite low in sugar and very slow releasing into the system um, maple syrup I'll use on more sort of treats and cakes mm -hmm. and, and cupcakes um, occasionally I'll use coconut sugar but those really are the three mm. um, I would say maple and brown rice syrup are my two nowadays you can get brown rice syrup in most health food shops yeah. or um, supermarkets um, I think that's a really good point you know I think one of the big steps when people are trying to give up refined sugar is does that mean that I can't ever have sweet things again and it's really not the case like you know there are so many particularly now wonderful ways to make desserts out of natural sugars um, and if you you know are a mother that has children they need sweetness mm. they absolutely need it um, so learning how to not just make it for them but maybe get them involved in making it too. But what's the difference then because wouldn't dietitians say well actually it's still a form of sugar? Well I think that we we as human beings um, we need a form of sugar but it's what the difference is and this is where the macrobiotics comes in is how quickly it releases into your system so it you know if refined sugar is probably the most extremely yin food that there is um, probably on the same par as pharmaceutical drugs and recreational drugs wow. as in when we take it into the system it 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 just completely shoots up um, and all our energy goes upwards and we get foggy and we mm. lose groundedness and it just affects everything makes our emotions all over the quite place. hyper very very hyper mm. and then you have the big crash yeah so it gives you that very sort of um, hypoglymium um, that that big high and yeah. then the big crash yeah and those create mood swings as well as energy energy swings so more natural refined sugars they are still sugar mm. that is true so if you're eating it every day you know 10 times a day it's still too much yes it's, it's moderate everything in moderation but they do release more um, slowly into the system mm. and also therefore you get less of a high a, a big rush of a high and therefore you get less of a low so what I love about macrobiotics is that really most of the time if you are in the yin and yang scale you may be eating one extreme yang which would be a lot of meat and heavy salt and refined foods and that will make you crave all the extreme yin things so I don't know whether you've ever noticed when you eat a packet of crisps you immediately want some sugar afterwards right. or, yes. or you know there's a reason why yeah. when we eat steak we want red wine it's like yeah. without even knowing it we're const our body's constantly flipping from yin to yang and yang to yin and yin to yang because it wants to restore us to balance
But the problem is, is that we are flicking from one extreme to the other, which causes mood swings and energy crashes, and then we just feel all over the place. Now, when we move more into the middle of the yin and yang scale, when we have whole grains, seasonal vegetables, plant-based, um, good quality fish, nuts and seeds, more natural sugars, that swing from yin and yang becomes much, much less. And that then means that your emotional um, swings get less and more, they get more balanced, your cravings will get more balanced and your energy will become more balanced. Um, so more natural sugars, they won't give you such a big high and therefore such a big crash. So when you're obviously dealing with people who come to see you who've had problems overcoming addiction yes. or real kind of major life episodes that need balance and mm -hmm. care, I can see that that can fit in very nicely as a, as a levelling, comforting, nurturing way of eating. I mean, I've seen the most incredible shifts happen with Have people with just mm. from changing diet mm. just from literally bringing more natural foods into their diets and cutting out refined foods i mean dramatic changes to yeah. moods and emotions and cravings mm. um if somebody has really intense cravings for sugar i would never ever completely cut it out um, I would start introducing more natural desserts for them because I believe that there is a reason why they're craving it in the first place. So at least start tending to that until they become more balanced in themselves and then you can start slowing down the amounts that mm. they're having. Um, but I mean, really, I've seen it in myself, but I've seen it in so many people I work with. Just sometimes the first way in to the change is the diet and just fundamental changes happen yeah. just from that alone fascinating mm. well it's really inspirational talking to you and i know we will put all the resources on our podcast notes because you've got amazing recipes Thank you've written you. this beautiful book Thank on you. macrobiotic cooking which has lots of so many delicious recipes which are free of refined sugars as well yes so yes lots lots to talk about and lots to refer people to so thank, thank you. you thank, thank you, you very, very much, much to you Nikki and as always as I said we will put all the ideas and links to everything that we've been talking about in our podcast notes you can take a look or download free of charge if you like over on lizellewellbeing.com don't forget to click the subscribe button on your podcast app on your phone to make sure the next episode gets downloaded safely and if you'd like to you can sign up to our weekly newsletter to be sent our well-being news which also has recipe ideas offers and tickets to well-being events and all sorts of things and you'll find us on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest and Twitter where we often share lots of new and exciting, interesting recipe ideas too. So until the next time we chat, go well, take care, bye bye. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.